I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up? Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. I am a very full Jordan Ferguson. Uh, I ain't too much food. That's Caitlin McKinnon. So much food. We have had an afternoon, y'all. This is episode 259 of the Geek Down Podcast. Every time... I say, I'm not going to eat too much food. <laughs> if you would like to listen to any of our other episodes, you can find them wherever you get your audio content. Just look for Geek Down Podcast. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher. Give us a rate, review, follow, subscribe on Spotify. You can just tick that little bell. And that means you will be notified that new episodes are coming to you, directly to your device. Not through the algorithms of a Swedish tech company. No, no. No. From the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by your man. <laughs> Dr. Chauncey Frostilic is the third geek down internet elf, or as we like to call him, Dr. Frosty. Well, old Dr. Frosty. He's just going to bring those episodes directly to your device. You don't have to do anything else if you would like to thank him or us or scold us for eating so much ramen and fried chicken nuggets. And, uh, and, and pork belly. Pork belly and vegan donuts you can hit us up on twitter.com slash geek down pod it's where the show lives on the social means if i can roll over to my phone i'll reply to you <laughs> or if if i am rolled over onto my phone <laughs> i just feel it buzzing <laughs> under me <laughs> i won't reply to your tweets um serious talk friends if you want to support this show financially go ahead you can, you can do that if you like i'm not going to tell you to keep your money anymore I'm not here to police how you spend your money. And frankly, this show takes work. Yeah. And what is it saying about us if we think we don't deserve your money? I know. We need to be more, what, what is it called? Self-confidence? We need to have more self-confidence? We don't even know the word. That's how. <laughs> That's... We don't even know what to call it. That's how, That's how bad we are. <laughs> Friends, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. PayPal or credit card. Yeah. Throw a little, throw a little something in the tip jar. Three bucks for all the entertainment we have provided you. If you would like to show us you appreciate us, you don't have to. No, absolutely. We are not you, forcing you, anybody. You miss out on nothing. The show remains free, but if you want to show us you appreciate it, hey, thank you. We appreciate your appreciation. That's all I'm going to say. The bit is dead. Long live the bit. Friends, this is going to be a slow episode. TFTP, yo. Two-fold a pod right now. Um, I'm, you know what, though? Now that I had to actually get up and move <laughs> a chair and walk oh, across she, the room, <laughs> I'm, I'm perking up a bit. She's back, she's back on it, yo. Yeah. Uh, friends, before we recorded today, Caitlin came into the city and took me out for my birthday because uh, food is always the perfect gift. Um, apparently, which I'm really glad about because sometimes I feel bad about my absolute adoration of food and the many ways in which food comes into my mouth and into my life. (laughs) 
So we went to Ishin Ramen here in Toronto. Got some. Got a little takoyaki. Oh, so good. Got a little karage. Oh, yeah. Got some chashudon. Got a little shoyu ramen. No, it was garlic. It's garlic everything. It's garlic everything broth. And it was amazing. It was amazing. It was so good. It was so good. And I had a big beer. It made me sleepy. So that's another reason. But why I had a donut and the sugar. Woo. And then, then we made the poor decision to go uh, pass by a vegan donut place on the way back. Whoa, 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 whoa. We will agree to disagree on that. Whether it was a poor decision? Yeah, it was a great decision. And Dr. Linda is, is going to be looking at another lost weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we are human. We are doing our best. Um, other fun stories from this afternoon. Uh, fun fact, Ishan Rahman is located directly next door to the home he's at Cosmos Records. You heard about him for a second. Had to stop in. Only took a quick little browse. And while we were sitting there having a flip, uh, a young a young woman came in and started speaking Japanese to Hisa. Mm-hmm. I turned to Caitlin and I was like, I'm picking up so much of what they're saying. Yeah, I was very impressed. I was kind of like, I, I can kind of understand what they're saying. So 950 days or whatever, I'm packing on Duolingo. It's like it's actually, it's actually yielded some results. And then I went up to the back of the store and I started flipping something there. And Hisa calls it to me. Yeah, he, says, he does. He says, Jordan. This is my friend's, uh, my friend's daughter, my high school friend's daughter. I'll come over here and speak Japanese to her. Yep. And I went, this. It did not go well. It gave me flashbacks of every time my grandma was like, Caitlin, speak French to this person. And I'm like, oh, bonjour. Basically. <laughs> um, and then he would talk to her about me in Japanese. And I understood what he was saying. Yeah. Then she was like, Honto? And I was like, yes. It was kind of like some sort of fiery train wreck in front of my eyes. It was eyes. like literally watching me fall down the stairs in slow motion. It was like, <laughs> But less funny. Yes. Like, cause only because I could feel that. Like tension of just in the the horrifying sense the total... that the person is going to tell my grandma that like she doesn't speak any French she can yeah. barely put I, together two words but I, I'm like I'm just scared I walked out of there and that young lady turned to Hisa and went Nandaio <laughs> what was his deal um so that was mortifying and then Caitlin took me to uh, Toronto's biggest junk drawer and <laughs> it was amazing. I wanted to live there. It's just like a... There was stuff everywhere on like every a, surface. It's just like a bowl of spoons. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> want, a, want a $15 vintage photo of a lady in a swimsuit? Yes, I do. Like like a strongman swimsuit, you know? like the. It's just a classic sim- swimsuit. It, <laughs> okay. it is my dream swimsuit. Oh my God. <laughs> it covers most of my body. The stripy ones, like strongman on the waterfront war in the 30s. That's what she's talking about. <laughs> yes, it is her dream. Uh, but all in all, a lovely afternoon. And then we came back here and it took like an hour and a half <laughs> to recover. Yeah. <laughs> we watch videos on YouTube. Yeah. And now we're here to pod, y'all. Yeah. This is all, yeah. This is all great. It's Thanks great. for hanging with us. Um, news ain't really much to speak of. I mean, there might be, but not none of the stuff we're going to speak about. I feel like for now, for the next month, the show will just be an answer. the answer to the question, hey, Jordan, did you see that Bebop thing? And you're going to go... Yeah. 
Yeah, I did. Some people I thought were very hard on this. We were speaking about the um, what they were calling the Lost Session, which was right. a sort of sizzle reel, I think. It was a little it? short. I think I it is. I don't understand what it is. I don't know if it was like... It's not the trailer. No. Because John Cho, on his account specifically, said, trailer next week. Yeah. Have this now. Yeah. And they were calling it the Lost Session. And it's kind of like a sizzle reel. It's just like a really quick like sense of the characters and mm. them interacting. Um, what everyone is commenting on is the use of the framing and the sliding effects and the real sort of like, you know, someone will reach to a frame and pull it like Daffy Duck style where you yeah. would like interact with the pencil type of shit. Like, yeah. Where you break um, the fourth wall. Yes. Not even breaking the fourth wall. They're not talking to the audience, but they are like, they're breaking like the second and third wall where they grab the frame, pull it like a sliding door and now they're outside right. or push it back another way or it tilts and mm-hmm. John Cho's eating noodles. Um, what are my takes? Uh, love hearing the classic songs in there. Mm-hmm. They dropped Greenberg when Vicious showed up, and I was like, oh, okay, that one always ticks my boxes. Um, Mustafa Shakir, I believe, is the name of the gentleman mm-hmm. from Luke Cage who was playing Jet. Yeah. Man, got the voice down. Holy shit. Yeah. Sounds just like the English Jet. Um, not totally. I'm warming up to Faye. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite. A little young. He's playing a little young, feels like to me, but. Um, I guess if you're being accurate, she was like, what, 20 something when she was frozen. Yeah. Um, she played a little more, she played a little older in the anime, I think. But anyway, we will see what the trailer, uh, looks like when that drops next week. And we will have this conversation again, I'm sure. Um, what I did love though, was I didn't know that this lost session thing was precluded by just like a GIF, GIF, whatever. I'll never pronounce it the way you want me to world. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> of tiny moving picture <laughs> a small animatronic <laughs> that on the instagram page that was like something for you tomorrow and it featured the telltale like ed smiley face right and the comment thread was literally a bacchanalia it was like people <laughs> smashing bottles and like it's fucking coming oh my god and then it was that little sizzle reel thing and where was Ed? Nowhere to be seen. None whatsoever. You want to watch a comment thread go from 100 to zero real quick? Real quick. Ooh, that was rough. If Jordan's right about this, Jordan doesn't want to be right about this. Jordan's right. been saying for months, you're not going to get Ed. Right. They're going to save Ed till next season or the end of the season or something. Mm-hmm. Or they're just keeping it real under wraps. Or just you ain't going to get her. They're like, yeah. you know what? Ed's too, Ed's, this is, Ed's not the vibe we want on right. this show right now. Right. When we get a little more established, if Netflix picks us up for three seasons, then we'll bring Ed in. Right. Um, do I think Ed needs to be there? Yes. Do I think episode 22 or whatever? With the fucking eggs on the ship? Mm. <laughs> Can't do it. Start crying. <laughs> um, I have an essay about that I need to write. You always talk to me about writing shit. I'm finally going to write my Cowboy Bebop essay, I think. Good. About how Cowboy Bebop um, is about um, problematic masculinity. Uh <laughs> I, I would like you to do that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get Ed. It's, they're either holding it so close to the chest to troll y'all, yeah. which also delights me, or you're just not getting her, I like which when, also delights me. I like it when people troll people. <laughs> like famous people troll people. They know what they're doing. I mean, if they kept the casting, the any you know any production shots, anything, if they kept all of that under wraps then then marvel needs to take notes the marvel dc the wwe like everybody yeah. that's the uh, netflix is running the itv and netflix is running the tightest <laughs> ship if they manage to keep ed under wraps for like three years yeah 
Um, the only other item of note, which is nerdy, but clearly of such relevance to us, we didn't even bring it up when it debuted, but Why the Last Man got canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why the Last Man is a, it was on FX, I believe, and it's based on the, uh, like many of Brian K. Vaughn's comics, a beloved comic by Brian K. Vaughn. Yes. A Vertigo book by him and artist Pia Guerra, and was basically, hey, guess why it got canceled, Del? It's about a plague that kills every man on earth except for one. And a monkey. And a monkey. And turns out, this is not the reason why it got canceled. Ultimately, I heard, or I read, there was a piece in Variety that uh, reported that the cancellation had more to do with, there were a number of delays, this thing was going to be a movie, it had been optioned to death, and it was like, right. going to be a movie, and then it was going to be three movies. This is like it, Sandman. This is like, yeah, yeah. it really is. And then it was going to be a TV show here and there, and different networks picked it up, and basically they started this, FX started this in 2018, apparently they shot a pilot for it, a very expensive pilot, went, mm, no. Nah. Redid the pilot, recast the lead. Diane Lane's just been collecting checks to sit around for like, you know, four years. Good on you, ma'am. Grab the bag. But <laughs> ultimately, that's what it came down to whether or not FX wanted to keep paying the salaries of these actors to right. keep them under contract. And they opted not to. Um, from all accounts, it was a bad look for FX. Shows don't like get canceled in this way right. anymore, like right. mid season. Yeah. Like they dropped seven to 13 episodes or whatever the season was going to be. Very odd. Kind of like, and leaves, I think, some people are saying it leaves a stain on FX. I think it definitely leaves a stain on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know the the narrative these days is always like, oh, someone else will pick it up. HBO Max, because they own DC. And right. Why the Last Man came out on Vertigo, which was owned by DC. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't know that a program... Okay. About a global <laughs> pandemic is maybe the type of entertainment we want right now. I don't know. From other people, I've heard it's great. I haven't seen it. I think I've seen the trailer. And I don't, for some reason, I don't find the male lead engaging. <laughs> and you really need that. Because a lot of it has to do with him. <laughs> He's the last man. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I might check it out. Um, but there's so many other things. There's so many other things. And if it's not going to be fulfilled, and I think it was, I think I also heard that it was doing the, F, it was breaking the FF13 rule where a lot of the uh, narrative was like, mm. stick with us. That's, stick with us. It's going to get better. Uh, my attention span is fried at this point. I cannot stick with you. It is as we, as we have a rule for this, it's, th- it's three episodes. Three episodes. Three episodes. You can't and, do it in three. And really, by the end of the third episode, you really got to get me with something. It's interesting, but I've heard about shows like, you heard of For All Mankind? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> it's a uh, it's show run by the guy who did the Gal- the the Galaxy Galactica, <laughs> the, Cal- <laughs> the Battlestar Galactica <laughs> reboot. Um, I from want a, few a Galactica. Years back. <laughs> I think that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, Good Lord. <laughs> but I think it's about like women in the space program. Right. How have you not heard of this show? Maybe we need to find this show for you. It's on Apple, but uh, I have, maybe it's because it's on Apple. Um, but I've heard that like second season, it levels up, like it figures out what it's doing. Mm. But I, and I've heard be, I like Chris and Andy will talk about Chris was the one who was selling Andy on it. And like, he watched the second season without watching the first right. and then went back and watched the first, which is like, did, how did he find that? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you, it's like, he didn't mind it. Like he thought it worked 
given how what better the show was in the second season. Okay. Well, this is like when people talk about, so I really like Parks and Rec, but I understand that first season was a mess, right? They, they had a lot of issues. They didn't know what they were doing. Is this why when people ask me about shows, I'm like, unless you're in for the long haul, like I won't recommend Parks and Rec. Um, or I'll tell them just to go to season two. It's yeah, one of those I've, shows. That, I have heard that Loki, you can just start at season yeah, two. It's one of those shows you can actually do episode. Like it, they do have some storylines that go all the way through, but really you can sort of just watch an episode, right? Like it's very much in, in a community way, self-contained episodes, right? Yes, they bring the this the longer story. Like there is a progression, kind of, but really you can enjoy it episode by episode. Um, but yeah, I just, when people tell me that, they're like, oh, second season. I'm like, mm, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Sorry. <laughs> Not happening. Um, if nothing else, though, this cancellation of Why the Last Man is, um, relieves me, even though he always said he never had any intention to, and it was always like comic and comic only, he ain't never going to license Saga now. So I read something. Don't you... I re- hold on, hold on, no, hold on. God, please, no, I read no. something, and I'm gonna have to find it because I don't have receipts at all. This is like, <laughs> this is like trying to do sums in my head. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure for some reason, who's the guy who plays Superman and and the guy from Witcher? What's his name? Henry Cavill. That's the one. He said something about something. Did he had something to do with Saga? Or, like, bringing Saga to, like, to TV. Anyways, I got to find it because I read it and I was like, don't you dare. I will find you and I will murder you. But not not actually. Please don't come for me. I don't know what you're pressing. Is it an explosion? Oh, is it? Oh, God. Oh, God. No. No, it's profanity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, do not. Do not. Do not. You can't. It can't be done. It deserves to stay. In graphic novel form. You're already messing with Bebop. And I am handling it Actually, as pretty well, well as can be expected. Pretty well, yeah. If you come for Saga. Mm. 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 That's what I'm saying. Well. TFTP. We're, we're moving quick through this one this week, y'all. Caitlin, yes, do you have updates? Um, I do. I have the most important update of all. The most important update of all. Yeah, I'll just throw my book away. What is what is the most important update of all? I found a British mystery series. Wow! It has a lot of seasons. Oh God! And a lot of episodes. Oh God! It's her Inspector Space Time. We finally. <laughs> Damn, son! It's finally, it's finally happening. Um, and I brought it up on the show before, and I slandered it. You slandered it. Yeah, I was like, this is garbage. I don't want to watch it. Are we having a Criminal Minds uh, <laughs> reappraisal? It, no, no. It's Midsummer Murder. Midsummer? What's Midsummer Murder? It's a really well-known British crime drama. Okay. It's like, it has some crazy number of seasons. Um, and it's it's all set in small British villages. And I really like it because every so often, in the way, it's more serious than Murder, She Wrote, but not much. Like, it still has this, like, silliness to it. Mm -hmm. So, in the way that they'll, like, self-reference the fact that Jessica's always around for murders, (laughs) 
the main character will reference the fact like his wife wants to move to a small village. They're they're in, they live in a town and she wants to move to a small village. Smaller. Yeah, and he's like absolutely not. He's like every time I go to a village, it's all like murder and blackmail and prostitution oh, and God. like he's like no way do I want to live to a uh, move to a village. So, I really like that aspect of it. And every time his wife goes to some place and he says, oh, this place, she goes, please don't tell me there's been some horrible murder there. He's like, no, no, not yet. <laughs> so I, I really like that kind of stuff. Um, it's very British. It's very, uh, what's that, uh, what's the way you do British people talking? It, it's very, um. Well, I mean, like EastEnders or like hoity-toity? No, no, no. You, when, when, whenever I give you a British show and you're always like, it was very, and then you do like. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's been so long since you gave me one. Oh. And so I was like, here's a very hat. It's quite It's quite very hat. Anyway. It's quite very hat. It's quite very hat. It's very like that. Um, so, but I'm I'm enjoying it and I can like put it on the background and stuff, which is what I want. Um, and uh, it's a lot of like when senior correspondent Chris comes in and he can not pay attention <laughs> and i think that's what he likes when i'm watching <laughs> a, a what, british what british crime series or he can be like what's going on now and i can simply explain like oh he found out his wife was having an affair um anyway so that's the most important update and then instead of watching dune last night because it isn't streaming you can only see it in theaters <laughs> uh we watched adam's family um values the you know this like uh, rural julia sorry like the Raul Julia, yeah, one. I don't know. They're, they're like animated Adams Family movies, aren't they? Don't even. Uh, Adams Family, the second one is is fantastic. The first one's fantastic, but like, it's one of the ones where there's a sequel is more memorable than maybe the first one. That's the one where like Wednesday and Pugsley go to camp. Like it's it's very good and um, yeah, and, and it's got a song by MC Hammer on the soundtrack. Oh my god, we made okay. So we didn't know that the Simpsons had like referenced that. And, Did they? Oh, oh shit! I didn't know okay, that. so there's this thing in the '90s where at the end, I'm just telling the kids out there, <laughs> um, at the end of a a, sh- a show or a movie that had nothing, a movie that had nothing to do with hip hop or anything, there would be like hip-hop over the ending credits yes. like it was a thing and adam's family too family val- or adam's family values um it has that and i was shocked and appalled and then uh senior correspondent chris showed me the referential simpsons quote and it was or uh clip rather and it was amazing uh i was delighted oh the 90s oh the 90s mm-hmm. friends lest you never forget ghostbusters 2 had a song by bobby brown <laughs> We're in the rat break. It summarized the entire plot to Ghostbusters it, it 2. It does, and it's amazing. It's the most incredible thing ever. <laughs> uh, we need to have terrible up. credits. We need to go back to that. <laughs> Instead of these amazing credits that people stay for. I don't want I don't want I don't want hidden scenes. I don't want anything that I want. No, I, I want a I want a hip hop uh by vanilla ice at the oh, end God. of my credits. Kids Vanilla Ice was a rapper who was white and hence his name Vanilla. And he had uh, one song that was very popular. Yeah. And Suge Knight hung him out a window to steal his publishing. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly! Uh, <laughs> that's it. Adam's family and Midsummer Murder. And Murders. a lot of Midsummer Murder, yeah. Wow, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a ton myself. Um, Jesus and Meryl are back. Hip hop, hip hop. Thankfully. 
my life is always better when they're around. It really is. I know it's probably sad to say, but I mean, like, I just feel so, like, calm I like <laughs> and relaxed. I like to think that's how people think about our show when we go after we come back from hiatus. The Jesus and marrow of nerd culture. Yeah. They're just like, hey, my friends are back. I mean, it's really true. And I they mean, do- if we actually met you, we probably wouldn't talk to you only because we're scared, but... And they do have a, uh, they have a podcast as well, the Bodega Boys. I think that's where they started. They still do it. And... I didn't realize um, someone cute was like, I don't know what they're doing at the end of the episode. They've been talking for like 15 minutes and I don't understand any of it. And I had to go back and listen very slowly because their episodes are generally very long as well. So I often don't get through them, um, which illuminated a lot about my own podcast creation. Okay. Um, <laughs> light and tight, y'all. Um, and I finally got to that point. I skipped to that point And they're just doing their like outro, but they're doing their AKAs. Okay. Like, you know. <laughs> The Kid Marrow, a.k.a. Professor Hornell West, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. But they go and they have to write them down. They have to write them. They have to spend like 25 minutes writing these down every week and just reading them. Mm-hmm. So there's no possible way they can go off the dome with these because they're just relentless. Right. They never stop and you can't pick them up. And I, I've, I totally get why you couldn't understand it, someone cute, because it was like relentless. Just this flurry of like AKAs. AKA puns satirical jokes or just bits like Meryl talks Spanish for like 10 minutes at one point like <laughs> is some and it's great to have him back and in the last episode Jesus had a hat on that had uh, something written on it in the font same font as the band Slayer but instead of Slayer it says Selena and I went we need that in our lives give me that um, what else so because of the manga boom at major Canadian retailers, yes. which we've talked about frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some series which are just super popular and don't even have an anime yet. Right. Which is kind of nuts. Okay. Usually, yeah. usually it has, in the West anyway, that's always been, it's the anime first, and that drives sales of the manga. Because right. usually the anime only goes up to point X, and then you want to know what happens. Of course. You want to know what happens in Promised Neverland, so you start reading the manga so you know how it ends. Yeah, they don't need to have uh, a slash fiction community because that's what the mangas are for. That is. Demon Slayer just wrapped. Right. The final English edition of Demon Was Slayer it like came out. 2,896. Um, no, only 23 volumes of that. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> One Piece is apparently uh, closer to the end than the beginning. So he says. Oh, great. Great. Five years to go, y'all. Fucking hell. Um, but one series... So there are series that don't have anime yet that are super popular. Chainsaw Man, we've talked about on the show before. Um, other shows, Spy X Family, I know was super popular. And another one, which came up once because I had talked about a show... Or I'd brought in a show once, an anime here, that I greatly enjoyed. It was very sweet. And that was called Hitorobochi no Marumaru Saikatsu. Or Hitorobochi. Okay. That was about the little ninth grader who, like, had crippling social anxiety. Right. And couldn't make friends. Yeah. And wanted to make friends. And I read at the time and said on the show that a lot of people watch. I was delighted. I was like, this show is so cute and it's just warming my heart and I enjoy hanging out and mm-hmm. watching her try to make friends. Mm-hmm. And I heard a lot of criticism. Not a lot of criticism, but people said, oh, they already did this on Comey Can't Communicate. And I said, well, I don't know what the fuck Comey Can't Communicate is, so I like this better. Yeah. And then... Komi Can't Communicate has been a manga for a very long time, and the anime is now on Netflix. Right. Week to week for an anime on Netflix, which oh, is also odd. Interesting. Um, and the plot is essentially not the same. It's told from the dude's perspective, which, eh, whatever. Yeah. So some mediocre wallflower ends up going to some, you know, 
private prep school type of thing. And there's this stunning, gorgeous girl, always looks so poised, you know, blah, blah, blah. So aloof, whatever. No, she just has crippling anxiety and literally can't talk. Right. Um, and he kind of susses that out and asks her and she like, they have this big, huge, long talk on the chalkboard type of thing. But that's how it's played. It's played like she seems so cool and aloof, but she really just cannot talk to anyone. Right. It's fine. But it's not as good as the thing you watched. I, I think it really comes down to whatever you encountered first. Right. Um, the art style in this one is weird. She's drawn with this really like odd angular face and her bangs are odd type of thing. Right. And she also does this thing where she's startled where her eyes get really big. <laughs> um, like I said, it's interesting. Um, if it occurs to me, I don't know why I find the act of even opening Crunchyroll to be like an effort to me. It's just I'm always more inclined to watch an anime if it's on Netflix. Yeah. Just because their, their app works the best. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Speaking of Netflix anime, I need to check out. Maybe we'll watch the trailer on the break, but there's something coming out called Super Crooks. Okay. Which is an anime done by Studio Bones. Um, and it's it's an anime by Studio Bones. Okay. The soundtrack is by DJ Toate. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's based on a Mark Miller book. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why did you come to anime, Mark Miller? Why? Hey. No. Hey, Kate. What? Kate. What? What if... What if Superman was bad? It's the sound of me blowing your mind with those hot, hot Mark Miller premises. Which, which, which one are we talking about? Wait. This is Super Crooks. It's just like, hey, they're villains. But like, but it's also like the boys or oh. or the authority or anything he's been doing for Kick Ass or anything he's been doing for the last like you know twenty five years. No, uh, nope. Will I watch an episode? Probably. Also, way the house husband is back again. I want to see if they spend any more money on it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Maybe they spent some more money on it. Uh, only Murders in the Building wrapped. It was fine. It's really the most Caitlin-like thing I've ever watched, but I have no inclination to ever, like, suggest it to you or well, suggest I, you I watch might, it. I might. It's, the aesthetic seems like it'd be something that I'd be pleased about. I'm not officially giving it to you. Okay. But, you know, if you check it out and you got some thoughts, All right. bring, bring that back. Okay. I'll leave that with you. You want to bring it back? You can bring it back. Okay. All right. That sounds good. That sounds fair. Um, only other thing, well, two things. Um, I finally sat down to watch the eighth season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right, yes. Truncated eighth season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. We don't need to rehash the argument that has hung over this show from time. The Good Place Looks Better. I don't think I've seen the last two seasons, so. Okay, so then I will, I will hedge what I'm saying here. To a degree, to say that there was a lot of talk before Brooklyn Nine-Nine came back because it had been called out. For making police fun. Yes, for making cops fun. Which it, I don't think is fair, but we can get into it. It clued me. Time. I don't think it's totally fair. It did clue me into, like, the notion of, like, the hero narrative that surrounds cops. Yeah. And is self-serving. Mm-hmm. And then for a lot of people, that's not really the thing. Yeah. Cops are not generally fun. Sometimes they are, but making them wacky is yeah so while it's still a sitcom watching a show over the course of a season kind of repudiate its entire like existence yeah Mm -hmm. is interesting Mm -hmm. and as the overarching thing becomes jake peralta being like maybe this isn't what i always wanted to do with my life that's 
growth and interesting. Like minor spoilers, like within I, I, seconds. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Yeah. Within seconds, Rose Diaz quits right. the force. Right. Now, do they come up with a reason for her to show up every episode? Yes. Of course. And is it lame and heavy handed? Yes. yes. But we need an outsider for this. Someone who isn't involved with the police or the police union. <laughs> Rosa Diaz. Good <laughs> thing she quit. And she can still be on every episode. Um, there are also odd things where, like, uh, Hitchcock is like, oh, he retired this as soon as he could. So he's, like, on FaceTime with Scully in, like, every other episode. Right. Which was maybe, like, a coronavirus thing. Like, maybe right. he was high risk and he couldn't be on the production. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, watching that arc of, like, oh, this, like, you went seven seasons being, like, we're just cops having a good time. We're yeah. subverting the, like, 80s action tropes type of thing. Just being, like, oh, no, they're, like, the real world is there. Yeah. And do I, do I think it nails it? No. But do I admire them for trying? Yeah, kind of. Well, that's nice. So. And Andre Bauer is a goddamn national treasure. So. He is. He really, really is. Uh, the only other thing that took up my time this week, we will recall a while back, uh, one of my homies was like, I am out of this generation of gaming. So here are my credentials. Have a look. Say it's my PS4 because I don't have a PS4 anymore. Right. And enjoy my games library. And one of the things I was doing was in getting through all that DLC of the 2018 Spider-Man game. Mm -hmm. And I had no sooner wrapped up the end of the DLC, which was fine. It was fun. Yeah. Then the homie hits me up and is like, I bought a PS5. These games all come bundled now, like Blu-rays and DVDs. Right. You get a PS4 plus PS5 version. You just get both. Huh. So if you're still on a PS4 and you buy a game, you'll have a copy of it when if you upgrade to a PS5. Very a little good. incentive for you to get on that PS5 train. Right. Sidebar. I'm low-key throwing out the idea of like, what if, Caitlin? Yeah. What if instead of my four-year Hamanha over whether or not to get a console? Yeah. What if I just said fucking YOLO? I think you should. What if I just said fucking YOLO and experienced a generation of gaming from the start? That would be amazing. <laughs> instead okay. of just like... Hey, you know what? The same applies. You know when people are like with money, they're like, you can't take it with you. Same applies with debt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's still going to be there. It stops when you get in the ground. I ain't got kids. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Your kids don't have to take care of it. Your debt is your debt. Oh. Doesn't pass on to family members. I thought it did. No, it does not. Oh, because my thing was always like, debt don't go up, so. Nope. Even if I, in the unlikely event, I did go before my parents, they'd be fine. Nope. Once oh. you're dead, that's that's it. Mm. Really thinking about Damn. that. <laughs> you're like, really? How much? Did you got to get a new credit card? <laughs> I was just fucking ball out. <laughs> Just get a mortgage I cannot afford. <laughs> um, so the homie hits me up and he's like, I bought a PS5 and the games all come bundled. So you can play Miles Morales now. Ooh. And I went, oh, well, let's get to that. So uh, once I realized whether or not I still had, uh, when, once I waited for my home data to reset because <laughs> I'm a single person and I have never blown my data cap. Um Although, for other reasons, which I'll talk about when the time comes, after, you know, seven years, your man might have to Up his internet. actually get better internet. God oh forbid God. someone cutes oh over here and tries to look at Instagram the same time as me. <laughs> the thing just starts smoking over there. God. Um, so I fired up the Miles Morales game. Y'all. Again. 
you're you're listening to you know the, the internet's coldest takes on gaming, but it turns out the Miles Morales game is really fucking good. It's beautiful, beautiful. I made Kate watch like the first like twenty five minutes of it, and um, every minute I was like, "Wow, this game is beautiful." <laughs> because, like, Miles is in the Peter Parker game; he's a supporting character, and he gets his powers at the end of the game. And then as you play through the DLC, you'll get, Peter will get phone calls from Miles being like, you know, when can we start training? Blah, blah, blah. How do I do this? And then picking up threads from the Peter game, there's a bunch to do about Simcaria and Civil Sable, mm-hmm. Silver Sable. Um, is that from the MCU? Or do they call it something different? Where, where, where are Pedro and Wanda from in the MCU? Sokovia. Um, yes. I'm confusing Sokovia and Simcaria. Sorry, sorry. Wow. I was like, wait, what are we talking about? No, because as I was saying it, I was like, wait, is that the same place MCU, Wanda, and Pedro are from? No, that was Sokovia. <laughs> We're talking about Silver Sable and her fake country, which is Simcaria. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a civil war there or whatever, and in the games, Mary Jane Watson is the one who works for the Bugle, not Peter, because Peter quit, because he didn't feel, he felt unethical selling photos to Jonah, who then just shit on him all the time, so he quit. Well, Being a photographer. I would be like, I'm fine selling these, but I also don't want to get abuse every <laughs> single day. Um, so that seed is planted in the DLC of the Peter game that Mary Jane's going to go. It's a good opportunity. She's going to go to Samkaria right. to cover the, the civil unrest. And in the first moments of the game, after this fight with the rhino, um, Peter is like, so I'm not going to be around for a few weeks because I'm going with Mary- MJ to Simkari, I'm going to work freelance photographer for her stories there. Yeah. Um, working vacation. So you're in charge, my dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that's a great setup. Kate was like surprised that there's, they didn't opt to Often. murder or vanish. I mean, Peter. I was, I am always frustrated when they like m- murder Miles's father, which is one of the things <laughs> I liked about the film was that they were like, we're not going to murder his father. But then they're like, but we are going to murder Peter Parker. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, I just enjoyed that they were both around. I thought that was really cool. Which, I mean, I guess I should have. Re- there is a scene early on in the game where you're like, did you just murder Peter? Um, knowing full well that there's a you know sizzle reel for the PS5 game that's going to come out in like next year or something. And they're okay. both playable characters in that game. That's cool. Um, Gwen Stacy. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Maybe one day. Um but the game just does so much well differentiating. Yeah. You could just copy paste it. Like, and that would be fine. People would be fine. The web slinging is still fun. Yeah. The combat's still fun. But they tweak his gameplay because Miles has powers that Peter doesn't. First and foremost, this like electric punch thing Which that is he has. Amazing. And it's never not unsatisfying when you just cold cock somebody like <laughs> through debris. Um and even the way he web slings in Peter's game, he's very graceful. He's much more refined in his movements. Mm. Miles is just fucking like spinning all over. He's and, just like, a, a hyper kid who's just learning how to web sling. Um, and the thing I noticed playing the game that I showed to Kate as well is like there are moves where like you zip to something and you just kind of squat. Like you just kind of zip to a point and you squat on it. Yeah. Peter would do that and like boom, like just set. Miles stutters a bit. Yeah. Like, he lands and, ugh, like, loses his balance a bit and then catches it. And that's just a small detail, but, like... But it's one of the that's things... That's the shit that yeah. makes game games awesome, right? Yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I love the integration of, like, 
the text messaging and the like phone calls right. and that I mean I know lots of games have done that but I think this does it really really well really smoothly like it doesn't interrupt from that um, the the whole game from what I can see of the how many minutes we played is very smooth and yeah feels good to like be in that world and like not for nothing for me it was the whole opening sequence he's in the subway he comes up he's in Spanish Harlem yeah talks to a dude painting a mural. There's a scene later on, uh, his mother is running for city council, so that's the subplot in the game as well, and she's having a rally. Yeah. And it's set at Christmas time, so it's in the winter, cold-ass New York. Like, again, it's going to be getting colder around here. Yeah. Kate says I should save it. I don't know if I will. Maybe I'll just replay it. Maybe I'll just play this game relentlessly for the next, like, three months. But um, I do love that these games always are autumnal. Yeah. Um, but, like, Miles is uh, Afro-Dominican. So he steps out into this rally to go watch his mom give a speech. And, like, there are people salsa dancing off to the side or, like, the street stall selling mafugu or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, to me, I look at that and I go, like, that's really cool. But somebody who from that community yeah. or, like, from that background is going to watch that and go, like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. I've never seen this. I've been gaming for my entire life and I've never seen even though this. even though I haven't actually finished Res Dogs, um, uh, I watched a FX like behind the scenes thing, mm-hmm. and they were the whole crew, like the writers' room, the crew, they're all indigenous, right. and they were all talking about for them a lot of the shows that resonated the most with them were black shows mm. um and how they can like provide that to a, a generation of kids who grew up on reses or just part of the indigenous community um that they can see themselves and and they've had so many people be like oh my gosh that like whether it's on twitter or instagram or tiktok or whatever just be or youtube be like oh my god like that is my story or I'm so familiar with that and how important that is to them. So as we always say, representation matters. Oh, you hate to hear it, but you love to see it. Representation does matter. Uh, it's a great ass game. I'm about 30% through right now. And I can already no- tell I'm going to like, I'm going to platinum that shit. I'm going to find every dumb little collectible. And yeah, you just want to spend time there. Like it's you just, could just be walking around and web slinging and it's a good time. And I remember hearing it's, it's definitely a smaller game comparatively. I think they marketed it poorly. It's definitely bigger than a DLC, but like shorter than a, than a full game, than a full game right. or definitely smaller than the original Spider-Man game. Right. Um, it's maybe eight to 12 hours oh, okay. to burn through it, which I don't know for me, the cheap ass over here who only spends money on games that provide like a 50 to a hundred hour, uh, persona 5 skyrim level yeah. experience mm-hmm. um that seems like yeah well i got it for free so no but it's it's such a fantastic experience and even though even though it's a smaller game and it keeps you you can still go through the entire island of manhattan but it really keeps you in this area of harlem mm-hmm. and and surrounding area um he gets an app at one point his friend makes him an app where people can like request jobs for him to do yeah um and those like small little jobs about like you know somebody stole you know they stole the to- they stole the toys <laughs> a shelter gets their toys yeah a shelter gets their toy the toys for their toy drive stolen or a couple local businesses um dominican businesses have had their like 
you know, re-up orders of like a barbershop and a restaurant, right? I've had their like stuff stolen. Right. And finding that and just like him interacting with like other people in the community is like as he Oh, that was the thing. I got to rescue a bodega cat. That's what Oh my god, amazing. That was definitely a mission I did early on. I rescued a bodega cat whose name was Spider Man and <laughs> because Teo who owns the bodega is is a fan of Spider Man, so that's what he named his cat. And that's how Miles proves himself is he to this guy who's like he's OG. He's like Yeah. Original, that's my guy. Um also sidebar Last thing I'll say about Spider-Man and just the general Miles and Peterness of it all. Um, I don't know what panel this was from, and I don't know how recently this happened, but I saw a tweet this week that said somebody was like, the fact that Miles would be more popular in canon is not only, like, sensical, but also on brand for Parker Luck, right? Like, right. and it was a shot of him, Peter, talking to a couple of kids at Halloween. And he's like, I'm Spider-Man. And they're like, no, not you, the other one. The real one's shorter. Like... <laughs> Like, of course, Miles would be more popular. Yeah. And also, that's just, that's Parker Luck. You know, of course, when a Spider-Man gets popular, it ain't him. Like, right. that's, yeah. you can have both. Yeah. You fucking idiots. <laughs> Let Miles live. Let Miles be great. We want both. You can have both. We want all three, actually. <sighs> Pushing my feminist agenda. God. Pardon me while I clean this up. We'll take a break right here. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm done cleaning up Caitlin's feminist agenda. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's, 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 oh, it's sticking to things. We will come back from this break. Caitlin just running through. Just getting her mitts all on spoopy season. And is like, I got it all. I got all, all this it. shit. All of it. We'll talk about some werewolves within when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the thing we have brought each other. Yeah. This week, again. I don't bring anything, I don't bring anything <laughs> to anybody anymore. I'm just here. This week, again, I have brought Jordan something. I really love spoopy season, y'all. <laughs> it may be my favorite time of year. Um, and then there is the void that is November. But anyways, um, before we get into this, we have some rules. Mm-hmm. The first rule is the rule of three, and that is if the thing comes in parts, we will watch three of them so that the thing gets a chance to become the thing it is trying to become. But, again, it is a film. A movie film. Irrelevant. So the rule is irrelevant. But it's a good rule to have, and you should apply it to your own life. (laughs) Give things three shots, guys. Then never again. Um... (laughs) The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule that we will not talk about the thing we have brought each other until we are sitting in front of these microphones because even if the thing is super old and not relevant to the discussion, we want you guys to have the freshest of takes. So fresh. Of our takes. They're like straight out of the oven takes. Even the thing was frozen first. (laughs) Was frozen then. We warmed it up for you. It's fresh now. Put it in the toaster oven. Yeah. It's better that way. Seven minutes. It's like soup. It gets better <laughs> days afterwards. Um, but yeah, this thing is actually relevant. It's come out this year, which is amazing for us. Um, and 
and and I think it'll be a good discussion. Um, the third rule, it is not a rule, it is just a policy, is that there will be spoilers. Now, this thing isn't really like... I mean, I suppose you could spoil it, but it's not... Mm. I don't think it'll take away your enjoyment of the film. However, if you're like, I don't want spoilers, that sucks, then you need to go and you need to watch your own spoopy thing or this and then come back. But just leave. Get out. Take your non-spoilerness with you. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we're going to talk about... The Werewolves Within. Yeah. I'm so excited. Werewolves Within is a 2021 American comedy horror film directed by Josh Rubin from a screenplay by Mishna Wolf based on the video game of the same name, which is a surprise. Nothing nothing like a Ubisoft Films logo coming up at the start of your production. Uh, From Red Storm Entertainment. Um, It stars Sam Richardson, and that's all that matters. No, no. Okay, all right. Put some respect on her name. All right. Uh, Sam Richardson, Milana Vaintrub, yes. George Basil, Sarah Burns, Michael Chernus. No, I don't care about the rest Catherine of them. I just Curtin, want to Milana. Okay, well, fine. I just, yes. want, to, I just want to wine trob to get her, to get her <laughs> shine. Um, I'm just going to quickly talk about the plot. Um, Forest Ranger Finn Wheeler is assigned to cover Beaverfield, a small town where the residents are divided over a pipeline proposed by businessman Sam Parker. Upon arriving, Finn befriends mail carrier Cecily Moore, while also meeting a bunch of other people. Um, really, I don't think the plot is important. All you need to know is that Sam Richardson, um plays a forest ranger and he goes to the small town and very quickly you know people start disappearing or turning up dead and they all he's trying to get everyone to work together to um you know protect each other because there's obviously some sort of monster out there and they don't do that and horror ensues caitlin yeah i saw a elevator pitch line for this movie. Right. I'm curious to see what you think of it. Okay. It's a somewhat inflammatory take if you don't agree with it. That's but. okay. That's fine. I know it's n- just me. I know it's just me that likes this film. The line was, mm-hmm. it's like Clue with werewolves. Okay. You're fine with that? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Because I really like Clue. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I would argue it doesn't come anywhere close to, <laughs> to Clue, but... No, I could see that. And the clueish elements of it are do not last very long. Um, I assume they're talking about the segment where they are all like locked in, in for the, the night in the cabin. Yes, yes. Um, I just I love Sam Richardson so much, and he's so Sam Richardson. In this. I mean, and listen, okay. So you were so amped to bring this in. You yeah. were like, you gave me ravenous, and then you were like, stop the fucking press. <laughs> now, to be fair, I'd only watched like the first ten minutes. <laughs> Like, we gotta watch this thing. Yeah. And I watched this thing. Yeah. And you were unimpressed. And it was like, (laughs) this is a great example for aspiring screenwriters on how to hit your beats in a completely expected fashion. Yeah. Um, Great for introductory screenwriting. And also illustrates the importance of who you cast. Yes. As the lead. Because if Sam Richardson... Was not in this film. Yeah. I would not have been in this film. But Sam Richardson 
is a very funny and charismatic man. He is. And I like to watch him in things. Yep. I like to watch him interact with people. Mm-hmm. I like to watch him be awkward and say the wrong thing and yeah. be confused and give a very impassioned plea on why it's fine to be nice. Yeah. And adorable. <laughs> just admit it. Just admit that that's why we're here right now. What, that's why I have to have this conversation I because you super... just think you just think he's cute as shit. And... Oh my god, yes. I think I said didn't I say that? I'm pretty sure after Detroiters you were like <laughs> Where has he been? <laughs> right. My whole life. I'm still saying that because Sam Richardson is not getting the due he is owed. <laughs> I just want to squish his face. Oh my god. Um oddly enough, I had a similar reaction to what the hell's her name? Oh. Melana Melania. <laughs> not Melania. Also, but where has she been? She's been around. Has she? Yeah. Has she in? I had to do I had to do Google on her. She has been around. And the two of them doing the dorky uh twee shit together. Was, is yeah. pretty fun. Um, I'm not going to say the movie didn't get any laughs out of me. So basically, yeah, the gist is um, he shows up. He is a new, uh, somebody new to the town. There's this um, debate over the apparently total of six people who live in the town. Yes. <laughs> over a pipeline that's uh, going to be put through. So you have the the oil prospector, or is he? Or is he both? I don't know. Um, I also really want to know. Um, I got to watch a Let's Play of this video game. I got to see what the premise of this actual video game was that they're basing this on. Um, you have a you know, like a scientist who's in this hotel mm-hmm. um, that they're all kind of congregating around. And she's there to do an impact study for the pipeline. Yep. You have the owner of the hotel. You have Cecily, the male person. You have this husband and wife. Who are a they own a body shop or something like they're mechanics yeah. or something? Yeah. Um, very blue collar, very Trump voter, very yeah. that vibe. You have um, see again. I start oscillating between like the actors' names and and the characters, and the characters they play. Yeah. Uh, so Michaela Watkins from like one and a half season of SNL shows up. Yeah. At one point, and she has a very small, tiny dog, and she wants to open a craft store. Yes, she does. It's her passion. <laughs> Shouts to Soap Bottle Angels, though. <laughs> Just, I have my mantle. It was the most perfect <laughs> lame craft to illustrate what a lame crafter she is. Yes. Like, oh, you're new in town. Here, I made you a Soap Bottle Angel. And it's just like, <laughs> I okay. <laughs> um, And her husband, again, I've seen him in things. I don't know. I don't do not know the actor's name. Forgive yeah. me. Um. Then you also have uh, the the tech millionaires, yes, who moved to the small town. One of which is Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. Yep. And the other guy is a that hot guy. I don't know his name, but you will have seen him in something. Yeah. Playing a hot, playing a vapid hot guy. Yeah. Um, no, he just plays a vapid hot gay guy in this uh, iteration. And some of them want the pipeline to come through, and some of them don't. Yeah. And that's the that's the initial crux. And then the hotel owner's husband, uh, well, the dog. Michaela Watkins is a little dog, and the dog ends up dead, and then uh, while sort of investigating that, um, Sam slash Finn finds the hotel owner's husband yes. under the porch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when things all start to go awry, and it gets very clue and accusatory. Um, the moment Pete got his hand bit off, yeah. I was like, well, I know the entirety of the rest of this movie, and... Yes, well. What it's going to be. It was not, you know, 
plot twists were not the uh, the hook here. Again, I don't know what this went to theaters. I read the wiki. There, I, this went I, to theater. There was a box office there was for this a movie. Box yes. Oh, this is of like three hundred thousand dollars. It was not, not the type of movie I would think you would be like box office. This is where this is mm-hmm. gonna do well. This is. Do you know what this is? What? And a callback to this show I have used many a time. It's now completely out of date, and we'll. It's the best type of callback. It's the one I will have to explain to young people. Oh, I love it. This is from the Honest Ed's video section. <laughs> That's what this movie is. Friends, Honest Ed's was a Aww. was a disaster mm-hmm. of a department store here in Toronto. You watch Scott Pilgrim. You might see it in the background. If you read Scott Pilgrim, there's a huge uh, segment that takes place in Honest Ed's. I believe it's described as the existential horror that is Honest Ed's. And that's true. That's what it was. Yeah. 100%. It was a dollar store. It was very important to uh, the lower income people of the annex neighborhood in Toronto. Be that as it may. They had a video section that was filled with videos. You know, I'll, I'll frame it. This is a Tubi movie. I don't know why it's on Netflix. This is a Tubi movie. <laughs> Tubi is filled with those movies where you see, like, Colin Farrell was in... This thing? Was in Thunder Impact? I've never <laughs> even heard of that movie before. It's got Colin Farrell and Hilary Swank. I don't even remember this. <laughs> this was a thing that happened, and they did it, and they made that movie. What's and... the volcano? <laughs> They're all on Tubi. This movie should be on Tubi. And you'd be yeah. like, Sam Richardson, <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, and there's like the the weird survivalist out in the yes. out in the boondocks. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost makes you sad that, oh, spoiler alert, that uh, Cecily ends up being the werewolf. Only because I wanted them to be together. Because they were so cute. And I was like, oh, oh. These, the kids aren't really going to work this out. Um, but I did like just that they not you know, super smartly, but like, you know, werewolves are real. Uh, cute male women who read Walden and find everything you say fascinating are fake. Are fake. <laughs> I was like, yes. that's, that was on point. That's cute. Um, I really thought <laughs> at one point I thought, is this going to be a werewolf movie that totally saved on visual effects by not having an actual oh, werewolf? werewolf? In? Yeah. <laughs> it's really seemed like that's where we were going. And then they did a very not, this is not, uh, this is not Tom Savini, American Werewolf in London caliber no. Uh, no. <laughs> VFX on this. But it's – put it to you like this. You're already paying for Netflix. This is what I think, right? <laughs> Why not just have this, like, fun movie? You're already paying for Netflix. I don't have to rent it for $5 from the local corner store. You, got- <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go to the, bo- the back corner of the bodega and get a dusty VHS tape and watch it. This is – this is like if you're doing a double feature and you just want some fun Halloween shenanigans. You got one more week of spoopy season, y'all. You're already paying for Netflix. There are worse things you could be watching. A hundred percent. You will. You'll get a little short here and there. Yeah. You bust out a little short. You chuckle. You're not going to. You get to hang out with Sam Richardson. <laughs> and if, <laughs> if you want to cuddle Sam Richardson, it's really, you are the key demographic for this. So yeah. that's why Caitlin was like. <laughs> right there. It was there. He's part of the posse. He's. Shouts to to that dude who plays Guillermo. I just like to see him getting work in other things. Yeah. And then the the oil man was actually like fucking Van Helsing. Like, he's like. (laughs) He's just a hunter. He liked to hunt things. Yeah, with like pneumatic crossbows and shit. Like, (laughs) sure. Into the States? (laughs) Anyways, for me, which everyone is most important, Mm -hmm. like, most curious about it, for me, it got like, it's like seven stars. Six and a half. 
that's not bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's fun. Sometimes we watch stupid things. Sometimes we watch stupid things two weeks in a row. Sometimes Caitlin <laughs> makes Jordan watch thing, stupid things two weeks in a row. It's just part of that group of just like stupid, fun, spoopy stuff. Listen, mm-hmm. my time is coming. I'm just laying back in the cut and I'm waiting. He's waiting. I'm waiting. My time is almost here. Friends, Werewolves Within is on your Netflix. Give us a watch. Let us know what you thought. Yeah. I'd be curious. Listen, if nothing else, it is proof positive that Sam Richardson can be that dude. Yeah. He can be that dude. He can be that dude. You should let him be that dude. Head on over to the social means. Let us know what you thought of that. Twitter.com slash geekdownpod. Get up off Twitter. Be curious to know. Or just, you know, send us photos of Sam Richardson looking cute. I'll forward them to Caitlin. I'd really appreciate that. (laughs) Friends, as you were listening to this, it is October 26th. Which means the subsequent episode of the Geek Down will drop on November second. Do you know what happens in November? What happens in November? Caitlin called November an abyss. I don't care what Caitlin calls it. <laughs> Jordan calls it the best month of the year <laughs> because it's mother fucking crapathon. It is, and that is when we give things to each other. We deliberately know are bad. So bad. They're terrible. It's so terrible. We either appreciate them for their terribleness or just want to make the other person suffer. <laughs> Both are valid. <laughs> and I cannot wait. It is my favorite time of the year. Some of the most legendary episodes of Geek Down. Go back and listen to me replot the concluding act of the movie Dune. Not the Denny Villeneuve one. The old David Lynch one. It is an epic, epic episode of The Geek Down. Go back and find that one. I can only hope that we can replicate such stupidity. That's always the hope for no, for for Crapathon. I believe in us. I know we can do it. So, it's my turn for next week. Mm-hmm. Friends, you can know in advance. I don't even know if this is bad. I just have it in my head. Caitlin mentioned once the movie The Last Starfighter and for some reason, that movie pairs in my head with another movie called Flight of the Navigator which is a 1980s Disney family movie about a boy who gets on a spaceship. And I remember watching this movie as a child and that is all. I remember it being very 80s. Uh, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna just see how, how 80s, how 80s, how 80s is it? We're going to find out next week. I am delighted. I cannot wait. Friends, I hope you will join us for it. Thank you for spending an hour and change with us every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and I hope you will join us next week for a fantastic crapathon episode. Get hype. You know the fucking vibes. The Geek Down Podcast. I should open the calendar and not the clock. <laughs> they both look the same. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm trying white things with a number, sometimes when I'm working and I want to open up my Skype to dial, I open up my calculator by accident. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, why won't it call?
I'm oh, TFTL. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Oh, too much ramen. Oh, my God.